Good morning, and we welcome back to the program Gene Lysing, state senator, uh, local state senator from uh, Oldenburg. And of course, he uh, has a uh, bi-weekly update on uh, what's going on in the Indiana Senate. Good morning to you, Gene. Good morning, Tom. Uh, gosh, there's a lot to talk about. But, you know, I'm going to start off with <clears throat> something that people I know are talking about, wondering about, and that is property tax bills. And now I just got a summary uh, that sort of shows the average increases by county. Now, that doesn't mean that it's going to be everybody's exact, you know. But I'm going to tell you, uh, Ripley County fares really well. Um, it's less than a 1% uh, increase, okay? But now Franklin County is showing uh, a little over a 12% increase. And Decatur County uh, is showing a little over a 4% increase. So probably of your listeners, uh, maybe we should look at Dearborn, too. Um, I'm assuming that you got some folks down into Dearborn also, yes. if I can find that one. Mm -hmm. um, it would appear that theirs might be at about 7%. So, um, and those, again, those are average increases. And, you know, I think everybody's wondering... Why the increase? <clears throat> and the increases are <clears throat> actually uh, a result of assessments. And so where there's, you know, increased assessments on individual properties or whatever, they're going to see an increase. And some people might say, well, I haven't sold my house, so why is my assessment increased? But maybe uh, your neighbor has. So, um Hopefully, uh, we're going to get this worked out in the next year or so. Um, there's going to be a special task force to review property taxes as well as income tax. But, you know, I don't hear much from people on the income tax side, the state income tax. Um, but uh, certainly, um, people are concerned about the increasing property taxes. So, uh, moving on, um, education. <clears throat> has lots of, uh, of things going on always. And uh, I'm going to tell you that um, the I think I had mentioned earlier that the FAFSA bill was moving, and it is now um, awaiting the governor's signature. And that will actually um, allow or require all seniors and their parents to fill out the FAFSA unless they come in. Uh, deliberately sign off and say they do not want to because we had left $69 million in several Pell Grants on the table last year, and that's $69 million that Indiana kids could have benefited from and their parents. So uh, also, I believe the 21st Century Scholar uh, Bill is still moving forward, and that is to make sure that uh, kids that are eligible um, – in middle school get signed up for it so that when they are ready to go to college, if they so choose, they would be eligible for some state um, tuition for state colleges. So I think that uh, that's another important one that for higher education completely. Um, the debate will continue on how much additional school funding that there will be and I will see the Senate version of the budget likely 
not until this Thursday. Um, the Senate, the governor does a budget proposal, then the House does a proposal, and then the Senate, and then they work out the differences. So um, I, that's going to be an interesting one to watch because I know that some people are anxious to see if there will be additional funding for school choice uh, and for charter schools. But also for my traditional public schools, there's a concern about whether or not there's going to be appropriate funding for textbooks because the governor and others have said they want free textbooks, but we can't just require it without putting the money behind it. Uh, in the health area, <clears throat> I'm going to tell you that a lot of the really important bills are still being debated. And I'm probably the most concerned about the fact that there's a push for uh, price caps um, uh, or price controls on hospitals. And I don't know if any of your listeners are, uh, remember from the 70s, but that was tried on some various things, and it didn't work. And so I am hope, hoping very much so that we won't go that route. Uh, I'll tell you, I personally, I think that one of the reasons that people feel that hospital costs are high for the a person that has private insurance or employer-based insurance is that the state uh, who supplies one-third of the um, reimbursement for Medicaid patients is actually under reimbursing. And I think we're going to have to get that squared away before we impose any additional regulations on hospitals. Um, because you know what happens if, if a big part of your um, patients are Medicaid patients, then you are having to offset <clears throat> the potential losses in caring for those people by adjusting your prices for other patients. And um, it's Medicaid that is under-reimbursed. Medicare does okay, not great, but Medicaid is definitely under-reimbursed. The County Health Department bill is still also the particulars being debated, and that's the one that would require uh, actual um, state funding to additional state funding to come to the uh, counties. Uh, for the purposes of providing county health department services, and they would have a recommended uh, list of services that should be provided. The last I saw, the least amount any can county would receive would be 350000 But I think that that number is still being adjusted, so I wouldn't want to say that for sure. It was going to be based on population. Uh, another bill that's gotten a lot of attention in the health area is the transgender bill. Uh, and that bill has now uh, moved out of the legislature and was signed by the governor last week. And basically what it does, it just says if a child is under 18 years of age, that a hospital cannot provide either hormone therapy or uh, puberty blockers or surgery for a child under the age of 18 because some of those things are not reversible. 
So um, that got a lot of debate. And then probably more recently, uh, as of yesterday, we passed in the Senate a bill that um, says that kindergarten to third graders can't be taught uh, sex education in our schools, in our public schools, and also that students that come to their teacher and say they want to change their name or their pronoun, believe it or not, um, that they now, the teacher now, has to notify their parents within five days um, because I guess in some schools this is actually occurring and kids have taken on, in a sense, a new identity without uh, maybe their parents even realizing it. Uh, another big bill that hasn't gotten as nearly as much attention as what it probably should, and that is the school safety bill. Uh, Senator Kreider, who spent years in enforcement, um, primarily in, under the natural resources area, but he understands enforcement, and he has taken on trying to make school safety uh, a better um, situation. And so they're expanding the use of the state grants for school safety to include um, threat detection, uh, emergency communications, um, more student technology, uh, critical incident mapping of school buildings, and safety-related training uh, for staff. And so, and renovations to school property to enhance the school uh, physical security. So, I think all of those things, um, as we hear what has gone on in other states, um, those are all important things to try to keep our students safe. And with that, we're going to go ahead and take a quick time out. We'll continue our conversation with State Senator Gene Lysing right after this. Don't adjust your radio. The sound that you hear is your stomach. You're having trouble focusing. You can't recall your last meal. You're trapped in the hunger zone. The solution, Batesville to go. Let To Go deliver a hot, fresh meal to your home or office whenever hunger strikes. To Go delivers the best food from local restaurants. Visit us online at togodelivers.com or call us at 812-727-8800. Batesville to go. Big city convenience, small town taste. And welcome back as we continue our bi-weekly chat with State Senator Gene Lysing during the 2023 legislative session. And uh, Senator Lysing, uh, what other uh, bills do you have on your radar? Also, we have agricultural bills that I haven't talked about. And uh, those actually um, involve everything from uh, surveying uh, lost farmland uh, and that is, um, they're going to, there's a bill, House Bill uh, 1557, that has actually passed both the Senate and the House, and will, I assume, be signed by the governor shortly. And that bill is going to say that true loss of agricultural ground, whether it's for renewable energy or for um, economic development, the total number of acres lost from 2010 until the present has to be reported by the Department of Ag um, to the legislature so we can have some idea 
on what is going on with agricultural ground. Agriculture is a $31 billion industry in Indiana, and uh, it's, so it's very much an important part of our economy. Uh, and then also the uh, bill to try to better manage uh, what's declared a floodplain in Indiana is still moving through the House. Uh, that started out as my bill and basically may be amended in the House, uh, but what it would do is say that the state could not implement uh, state floodplain maps that are more stringent than the federal floodplain maps, the FEMA maps. And uh, uh, believe it or not, those maps are, are far more extensive and somewhat concerning for people um, because people may find that their property is now in a state floodplain that it wasn't before. Uh, so there are so many issues that we could talk about, but I think in these last two weeks uh, now, and that's what we are down to, um, the budget is probably going to be a big part of the conversation. Um, even though the Senate... The majority of the senators won't really see the budget until uh, Thursday of this week, and then we'll have about two weeks from then to determine what other whatever changes might be uh, necessary, um, or at least try to persuade the uh, appropriations people that those are necessary for our particular uh, district. So, there's one other bill that I should mention. And I think it it may have gotten a lot of attention is the firearm training for school staff. That was House Bill 1177, and it has uh, passed out of the Senate Education Committee. But it would just say that um, those members have to um, actually um, <clears throat> have to have training in order to have firearms in the schools. So it's um, all, all very interesting, Tom, and I, you can't say one's more important than the other, although the budget bill has to pass because this is the two-year budget cycle. And, then, of course, uh, yesterday at the State House, uh, you had uh, Senate Concurrent uh, Resolution uh, 39 honoring the uh, Indiana Auto Plan at uh, Greensburg yesterday. I did. I did. And I was very pleased to be able to do that. Uh, the two team leaders, Shuji Ozanawa and um, Roxana Metz, were there uh, along with um, six of their 15-year employees. And uh, I was able to take those folks on the Senate floor and talk about uh, Senate Resolution 39, recognizing Honda for their 2,600 employees that you know and I know are live in our in Decatur County, but also in all of our surrounding counties, and have provided uh, good jobs and which are very important. And you know they are continuing to move forward. Um, you know I believe that you know by 25 they're going to uh, try to be producing all the Honda Accords. People don't realize that um, Honda, uh, we're fortunate to have one of their plants because there's only four in the United States. And, 
you know, it's been over a billion dollar investment, but they purchase items from 37 other manufacturing plants within Indiana, uh, which also accumulates to a large volume of dollars. So um, I was pleased to be able to recognize them on their 15th anniversary, uh, which will actually occur in a few months, but we needed to do it while uh, we were in Senate session. So, and uh, actually the senators all asked to join in on the resolution because I think that everybody understands the significance of good paying jobs in our area. Indeed, and uh, congratulations to uh, Honda and everybody in the originals uh, for uh, sticking around for 15 years. And uh, as always, uh, State Senator Gene Lysing, we appreciate your time. Stay well, and uh, we'll talk to you again in two weeks. Well, thank you so much, Tom. By then, we'll know more about what's going on with the budget.